Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. score 22 and he is returning to your Edmonton Oilers of course on Monday Alex Chason signing a new two-year contract with the Oilers and we are pleased to kick off the show with Alex tonight Alex you're on with Reed good to talk to you again how are you doing hey Reed thanks for having me I'm uh, doing great and I hope you're having a good summer as well I am. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, some highlights there for you. You obviously probably never get to hear Jack call your goals. Uh, so there's what they, they sound like. Are you a guy that after a game, especially where you're at home, will you go and watch the highlights from the game you just played in? Or do you wait till you look at game film the next day? Um, I guess. I mean, I think all the guys now with, with social media and all the uh, apps that you can get on your phone uh, uh, it's pretty easy to pull up uh, so, some of your goals or whatnot, but uh, I usually get the video coach uh, in Edmonton to send me my shifts uh, right after the game. And if I feel like watching it the same night, I do. If I don't, I usually uh, watch the next day. Right. Well, that, that makes sense. And, yeah, it, it's amazing now how video can be isolated and condensed so quickly. So it, it's pretty incredible. You don't even you don't have to wait very long to get the feedback, Alex. And I know when the new building opened, the, with the media got a tour of the Oilers uh, facility, so we got to go in some areas that we would not get to go to on a day-to-day basis. And I, I, I remember there's a couple little video stalls so guys can even go in during intermissions and take a look at stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I know we we run a little bit of power play stuff in one of those rooms in between periods uh, if there's needs for adjustment. Uh, with the technology now, it's crazy. Some of the guys will have an iPad right before practice and they'll talk over uh, different things. So uh, what what we're all uh, able to do now is, is great and uh, hopefully it's a key for us to, to get better. All right. Well, you're going to be back. So t- tell me a little bit about how you're feeling about signing this deal with the Oilers and knowing that you're going to return here. And plus, y- you got a little bit more security. It's a two-year contract. Yeah, I think uh, probably ecstatic is probably the, the right word. Uh, 
Uh, it's been uh, pretty honest with you guys and the organization uh, uh, that my goal, number one, was to come back in Edmonton. Uh, obviously, the way my career has gone the last couple of years, I've moved around quite a bit. And uh, I felt like this year uh, I've been able to put myself back on the map in the NHL. And uh, I was grateful for the opportunity the orders are, uh, gave me, and I wanted that to continue forward. So I'm glad everything worked out, and I'm looking forward for the next two years. Alex, the interview period is something that the NHL has introduced leading up to free agency in the last couple of years. So what what was that like for you? Was there a lot of uh, you know listening for you? Was were the Oilers always kind of your number one choice? Can you give us any insight into, into what a player like you goes through in those few days? Well, I, I guess the last couple of years uh, haven't been as, as great as what last week may have been for me. So uh, it was a little bit of a change. Uh, uh, like I said, I think uh, it's fair to say that my number one goal was to get something done with uh, Edmonton, but uh, at the same time, at the time, uh, there wasn't a deal that was uh, um, made and accepted by both sides. So uh, I guess I did my due diligence and talked to other teams, and uh, you get a sense of uh, where you could fit in or you know who likes you and who doesn't. And uh, But I'm just glad that uh, my agent, Ken Holland, works uh, things through and uh, I was happy that everything got done on Monday morning well and you talked about fitting into the lineup as it turned out this past season Alex with the Oilers you had to fit in in a, in a few different places you had several different line mates and centers over the course of the year you uh, you you were on you were you weren't on the power play you were on the power play you know you moved around a little bit there as well um, did, did you ever have uh, how, how do you contrast your role with this past season's Oilers as to other times uh, uh, in in your career because you did bounce around in the lineup a little bit at times. Yeah, and I think uh, I've learned uh, throughout my career. Uh, well, that's that's kind of how the league is is gone to now. Uh, a league is you know your your uh, people see you with, with wins and losses, and when things aren't going well. The coaches make changes, but I think for me, I, I uh, the best thing I can say is I, with the opportunity I had this year to play with uh, some of the best players in the league, play some quality power play minutes time. Um, if I went somewhere else, I may not have gotten the same opportunity uh, as I did last year, and my goal is to prove that I can do it again and be consistent uh, given that opportunity. So uh, I think a little bit of that I've learned from in the past that uh, you go somewhere else, it may not, it may be a little more money or whatnot, but it may not work on the ice. And um, I'm the perfect example that, you know, if you find a place and things work out um, both financially and on the ice, then it's the right place to play. And you see a lot of guys that uh, sometimes go somewhere else and it doesn't fit as well. And I didn't want to be that player. Alex Chason from your Edmonton Oilers joining us on Inside Sports. Alex, I've referenced on on this show a few times a conversation you and I had. I think we did an interview in the hallway of the downtown community rink, and and then we we shot the breeze for a little bit after. And, and you scored 17 goals in your first 34 games of the season. You had that incredibly hot stick. Your shooting percentage was up around 40. And you told me how things changed for you how opposing teams reacted differently to, to you when you crossed the offensive blue line as a result of that 
hot start. Can you can you give fans some insight into how you were checked and treated after you had that incredible hot start? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's fair to say if, if uh, either you, you play with Connor or Leon or, or uh, Ryan that, uh, you know, they're elite talents. And uh, just like we do video on other teams, uh, most likely if you're playing Pittsburgh, you're going to pay attention to Crosby. So um, I think I was probably the odd guy out, I guess, uh, if I can say I had a little more space to maneuver in the offensive zone or find myself uh, uh, around the net. And I, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, there was uh, no one around me. But uh, as the season went on and obviously the success I was having, uh, I felt like some of that stuff has changed a little bit. And uh, I'm hopeful that I learned a lot from that. I, I know it wasn't the greatest stretch for me uh, offensively, but uh, I'm looking forward to next year. I feel it's something I can rely on and I've learned from the past. And uh, I'm just hopeful it helps me going forward and uh, just mentally how I can address uh, if things don't go as well for a couple games. And um, I'm really hopeful that helps me going forward. So what uh, – and look, we, we we talk a lot about how – in theory, there's supposed to be less interference in the NHL than before the lockout when they when they changed some of the rules. You're you're a pretty big guy. Would you find you're maybe being held a little bit, slashed a little bit? They're trying to tie up your stick. What were some of the tactics uh, defenders would try to, to to use on you? Um, I guess some guys some guys are, are pretty smart. Some of the older defensemen, uh, if you watch the game closely, they'll. They'll swing their their arm into your uh, inside inside hand, and they'll, they'll hold your stick. And usually, the, it's hard for the referee to see that. The little things like that that some of the guys do, uh, they obviously do a really good job. And it, it's it's just it's hard to get open. Uh, but at the same time, I feel now with the league, with the video, what we talked about earlier, guys do such a better job of defending and uh, using their sticks and blocking shots and all that. So. Uh, I think for me, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, I'm a bigger guy. I've, I've learned how to use my body and my reach uh, around those areas. And those are all things that uh, I've been working on this summer and uh, changing the direction and the angle from where I'm shooting. Uh, if it can give me a better shot, a better angle, things like that, that uh, I'm looking forward to try in training camp and hopefully just bring some more tools to my game uh, next year. Alex, uh, changes for the Edmonton Oilers, obviously, after a tough season. Uh, new GM is Ken Holland, and the guy you're going to deal with more on a day-to-day basis is Dave Tippett. You would have played against his teams earlier in your career when he was uh, with the Coyotes. I don't know if you've had any interaction with Tip since he got hired, but uh, maybe some of your expectations in terms of what Tip is going to bring to the Oilers and uh, you know, hopefully lead to uh, some improved, uh, an improved win total this season. Yeah, I think uh, um, when I started my career in Dallas, I, I played with a couple guys that had them, uh, some of the older guys, uh, the Ray Whitney, Steph Robida, uh, Vern Fiddler, some of the guys had him in, uh, in Dallas earlier. And uh, they just mentioned that he's a guy that's really structured. Uh, there's no gray area in the system. Uh, everyone knows what the role, and they challenge guys. Uh, he challenges guys. Uh, to be better than what their role is. And I think that's a big thing for, for success in this league is uh, inside the team, 
how guys can challenge themselves to be better for more ice time. And uh, he's a guy that is going to bring stability to the organization. Um, now he's going to have a chance to, 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 to have some more world-class players. And uh, I'm, looking really, I'm really looking forward to this year. I think all the addition of the coaching staff and uh, the direction that the, the organization is going, the way the team is being built, uh, some of the changes that are being made, I think it's, it's looking good for the future. One guy you were trying to score on for the last couple of years and, and did a couple of times, uh, he played goal for the Calgary Flames, Mike Smith. He joins the Edmonton Oilers a, as a free agent. Uh, you know, his save percentage was just under 900 for this past season, which in this day and age in the NHL isn't that great, though he was much better in the uh, in the final couple of months of the year, and then obviously he was the Flames starter in, in the playoffs. What has Mike Smith been like to play against, and, and what do you think uh, he can bring to the team? Maybe, uh, I guess I ask you that, not just in what we see on the ice, but maybe what you might know about his personality a bit. Yeah, I think obviously he's a guy that's been in the league for a long time. Uh, plays the puck really well. Uh, from what I've heard, he's he's a guy that's in great shape. He's he's a, a fit guy and takes care of his body. So uh, those are all good things. That's a guy that's been around the league for a while. Uh, you can bring. I know he's a goalie, and sometimes guys say like goalies are different. But when you're a young guy, you come in and you see. Uh, uh, a guy like him that takes care of his body and pushes himself to be better, that that really challenges the, the young guy to, to become that way. I think that's important in the organization. And um, I know he's, he's had a relationship with Dave Tippett before, so uh, I think he'll be a key guy in the locker room, a guy uh, um, that him and Miko can challenge each other. He's a guy that's probably going to play 30, 35 games, if not more, if he plays well. So I think that's a great addition for the team, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting him. Alex, I'll close off with uh, with one more here. Uh, looking away from the Oilers a little bit, obviously your season ended sooner than you thought. Uh, do you find yourself watching any sports when the season's over? The Stanley Cup playoffs were pretty compelling. The Raptors were pretty compelling. Uh, you know, some golf majors since we last talked. Uh, the Canadian Football League has started. Do you, do you find yourself drawn to the tube for any of those? Yeah, to be honest, I didn't watch much of the the hockey. I I, I felt like it was a uh, a good time for myself just to get away from the game. Uh, I know playing in the in the playoff and obviously the Stanley Cup final are all amazing things. I've witnessed that before. I know what that feels, and those are things I do not like watching when I'm not playing. So uh, I've watched a lot of the Raptors game. That was great for the, for the country. Uh, um, and I also find myself watching a lot of golf and things like that. Uh, obviously, at Masters after the season, that was that was a, a, something great to watch. And uh, but just try to get away a little bit from everything. I, I feel like uh, this day of age, we're so uh, around TV and all that. It, it's nice to be home out east with some uh, family and uh, some friends and talk about something else because uh, we know when the season starts, we're we're in the business 100%, uh, and um, it takes a, a toll on the body, a toll on the mind, but uh, it's nice to be back home and uh, spend some time with the, the people we, uh, we care about. Alex, you're always great to talk to. Thanks for being so generous with your time. I know you've been doing a, a lot of these types of interviews this week since you got the new deal, so I hope you get a little bit of downtime and some good training in, and obviously we'll, uh, we'll see you in the fall when the season gets rolling. Thank you so much for your time.
Tom Reed. Have a good summer. That is Alex Chason checking in as earlier this week he signed a new two-year contract with the Edmonton Oilers. 22 goals this past season. I mentioned he, in his first 34 games, he scored 17 times. He had a, a drought from January 8th to March 2nd where he didn't score. He worked, few it, uh, worked through it, got a few more goals in the last month of the season. And uh, you've heard Alex interviewed a lot over the past, uh, I guess, 10 months since he came, uh, nine or 10 months since he came to the Oilers on a PTO Pretty thoughtful player, pretty honest, and as you could tell, always working to improve and find a niche in the NHL. He's one of those guys, he's, he knows he's not a star, he knows he's not going to get uh, ice time handed to him, probably doesn't get the benefit of the, the, the doubt, you know, doesn't if he's not productive, he's not going to get keep putting out there, so finding ways to keep himself relevant. Hopefully he can have another pretty good year for Edmonton. Hey, I'm always happy to hear from you, by the way. You can text 630-630. Our open line number is 780-496-0063. We have a lot to get to tonight. Former Edmonton Oil King Curtis Lazar is going to hop on. Tyler Benson will be on the show. He's hoping to be on the Oilers in the fall, and he is an alum of Team Brick Alberta. Actually, we helped uh, Alberta win the Brick Invitational back in 2008. CFL tonight, early in the second quarter, Montreal leading Hamilton 10-9. We'll keep you updated on that one. The Edmonton Stingers play at 7 o'clock at the Expo Centre. We'll keep you updated on that game once it tips off. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back in a couple of minutes. Inside Sports on 630 Chat. For breaking news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30, Chad. We'd also like to let you know the Edmonton Oilers have signed Philip Broberg to his entry-level contract. Of course, the eighth overall pick in the 2019 draft a couple of weeks ago in Vancouver. 18-year-old spent uh, most of last season with AIK in the Swedish League. Nine points in 41 games. Uh, that was in the uh, the uh, second Swedish division. Also played eight games in the uh, in the top division. Or pardon me, played eight games in the junior uh, top division had uh, eight points in eight games in that one. Uh, Big kit, skates pretty well. We'll see how he goes with the Edmonton Oilers and where he winds up playing next season. Will he come to the CHL, to the OHL, and play for Hamilton? They have his rights. The Blue Jays, uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs, the Blue Jays tonight leading 4-1 over Boston. That one is in the bottom of the fourth Edmonton Prospects this evening visiting Medicine Hat. The Prospects uh, falling last night 6-5 to the Moose Jaw Miller Express at Remax uh, Remax Field. I mentioned 7 o'clock tip at the Edmonton Expo Centre. It is the Edmonton Stingers getting set to go against the Hamilton Honey Badgers. Stingers 6-4 in the season. Hamilton coming in at 7-4. You can text 630-630. This texter says, I like Alex Chason. He will help. Good find for the Oilers and a good signing. I don't know if... I think this this is one of those 
I, I don't know if there'd be very many dissenting opinions on locking up Alex Chason for two years with a cap hit of 2.15 per season. Uh, again, a, a player who finds a way to make an impact, even if he's not scoring, big guy, can get to the front of the net, willing to get to the front of the net. I, I don't expect him to have the hot streak or the shooting percentage like he did last season, but if, even if he could get to, to 15 goals for the Oilers, I think that would be pretty valuable. I, I, you know, We have talked a lot about free agency this week, did extended coverage on Monday, and I know a lot of people feeling the Oilers were pretty underwhelming in what they did. I, I don't know, like they didn't really have the hit cap space to do anything huge. I think we can debate Granlund, the players they brought over from Europe, uh, Mike Smith, certainly. I, I'd be surprised if there were a lot of people unhappy about bringing Alex Chase on back. And, and, and as you heard, I think uh, obviously a pretty thoughtful guy and I think liked in the dressing room as well. So there you go. I don't know, I, I don't know if that's one that's going to be uh, hotly debated. We're going to have some interesting stuff as we move along tonight. And, of course, you can continue to text 63630. It is the 4th of July, American Independence Day. So how about a Canadian, an Edmontonian, who has seen his career really blossom south of the border. Did you know Randy Hahn? Well, you probably did know this if you're a hardcore hockey fan, but we're going to go deeper into his story. Randy Hahn grew up in Edmonton. Now the play-by-play voice for the San Jose Sharks. He will fill us in on that journey when we get back after the news. Thanks for listening tonight. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Field goal for Hamilton halfway through the second quarter. They go up 12-10 in Montreal. Bye week for the Eskimos. They will get back to practice tomorrow. Game one week from tonight at the BC Lions. It's on 6.30 Chad with the countdown to kickoff at 6. And the game will start at 8. The Lions taking on Toronto this week. So you would expect them to get their first victory of the season. The Eskimos sitting with a record of 2-1. and one. Trevor Harris, the player of the month for the month of June. Curtis Lazar is going to join us later on tonight, as will uh, Tyler Benson. Uh, a couple of younger guy. Well, Lazar getting into his mid-20s now after not getting a qualifying offer from the Calgary Flames. The former Oil King star signs with the Buffalo Sabres, so we'll get his perspective on that. And uh, Tyler Benson will reflect on his year with the Bakersfield Condors, tell you what he's looking to do in the fall when he comes to Oilers training camp, and also some memories from Tyler on playing in the Brick Invitational. And Team Brick, we had, we had the coach of the show on last night, uh, Umberto Fiorillo, and Team Brick Alberta won again this morning to go to 5-0. and They have one more round-robin game tomorrow and uh, looking good, looking good to get that bye into the semifinals on Saturday. So we'll keep you posted on the progress of that tournament. Well, it is uh, the 4th of July, American Independence Day, so I was thinking about Canadians working in the United States, and uh, this guy is a great example because he is from Edmonton and now best known as the play-by-play voice of the San Jose Sharks, though some of you probably remember him on the airwaves here in little old YEG. Please welcome back to the show the one and only Randy Hahn. Randy, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, enjoying uh, some sunshine on uh, holiday in British Columbia, actually. Oh, good stuff. Uh, well, you know, is this uh, an annual thing for you that uh, you take some time off to get back to Canada, or what? Uh, what's the menu usually like for you in the summer? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, once the uh, end of the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, wrap up, I usually drive up to uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, fortunately, about 25 years ago, my parents bought a place here right on the ocean, and we've kept it in the family ever since. So it definitely is a tradition to be up here for Canada Day and uh, a couple of weeks beyond. I always look forward to it a lot. Well, good stuff. And uh, obviously, you, you mentioned your family, and uh, you know, you're, you're, you're from Edmonton, so I always like to find different ways to introduce people. Usually, you'd be the, the voice of the San Jose Sharks, but tonight, I, I want you to tell me your, your Edmonton neighborhood, and that's uh, that you'll be Randy from that neighborhood tonight. Where, where, where were you when you were a little guy? Well, I went to Forest Heights Elementary School, and then I went to Hardesty Junior High, and if I would have gone to high school in Edmonton, but we moved to Whitehorse before that happened, I would have gone to McNally. So uh, if you can, our, our neighborhood was Forest Heights, and that was our local uh, hockey rink that I learned to skate on, the, the Forest Heights community rink. And uh, we lived on uh, 77th Street and 102nd Avenue. So I, I don't know if that's still called Forest Heights, but we were uh, we lived right on the ravine overlooking the cemetery. Uh, people <laughs> were dying to get into the neighborhood, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah. <laughs> You're, I, I'm pretty sure that that's still the neighborhood. And obviously those, those school names are going to be very familiar to uh, uh, to a lot of people so you're you're growing up in Edmonton so I'm trying to think um, probably a pretty good era for Oil Kings hockey the first incarnation and I guess into the 70s the Eskimos were clearly uh, starting to to ramp up and, and win a few championships leading to the five in a row in late 70s early 80s absolutely uh, the Oil Kings were the kings of hockey in Edmonton at that time because this was pre-Oilers even in pre-WHA days so uh, I, my, my opportunity to go to the games came as a result of uh, coupons that kids would get and I think we could go to Oil King games for 50 cents and uh, just you know Phil Russell and uh, Randy Rhoda and that was kind of the, the era of players that were around the Oil Kings when I was a kid and then the Eskimos were were dynamic back in those days and uh, would faithfully listen to the uh, the games on the radio on another station at that time <laughs> uh, and I think Brian Brian Hall who's still on the air in Edmonton somewhere no doubt was doing the games back then and and my favorite player as it turned out was Dave Cutler the place kicker for the Eskimos uh, who kind of became my favorite because one day he showed up at my school at Hardesty Junior High as our substitute teacher because at at that time, and, and, I, and I would assume maybe it's still that way for some of the players in the CFL, but they didn't make enough money to just play football. They had to have a job as well, and Cutler was a teacher. So I showed up for school, and sure enough, Dave Cutler was our substitute teacher one day, and um, it was jaw-dropping to have somebody who I considered to be such an icon for Eskimo football and to kick those those long game-winning field goals from 50-plus yards to actually be in the classroom. And, and I've since had a chance to get to know Dave a little bit better, and he actually uh, lives here on Vancouver Island now, so we've communicated over the years. But uh, that's always a fond memory going back to those days uh, when I was still in junior high school. And the the straight on kicker that's actually hard to explain to young people nowadays. <laughs> he, he, he just, yeah, it is. Yeah. It was definitely they they would some of the guys would tie their the tie the toe of the boot, and and that would give them uh, an advantage 
depending on the individual player. But, yeah, it was a different era, but it was just so exciting. And not that many of the games were televised back then. And I remember on Saturday nights, and I would have been, I don't know, uh, nine or ten years old, and uh, my father was a long-haul trucker, so he was gone a lot. And my mother and I would sit and play. She would teach me how to play cards, and we'd have the Eskimo game on. And those memories of the last-second victories or last-second defeats, those are still some of my favorite memories listening to the games on the radio uh, because it was the old theater of the mind. You had to imagine what was going on, and it sounded so incredible at Clark Stadium. You know, I always wanted to go to Clark Stadium, and what would that be like? And uh, and to listen to those games, it, it, it seemed like a magical time as a, as a kid to listen to those football games. And then, of course, I would be a sportscaster later on in my career in Edmonton and go to Commonwealth Stadium after they closed Clark down on a regular basis and it just became uh, you know part of my job to go there and cover the team later on but boy in those early days when I could only listen on the radio it seemed like something so big and so uh, so special. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Brian Hall because he was calling the games. It was a different station at, at that time. Randy, Brian's working for us. Like, he's doing the morning sports. Like, he's here <laughs> at 5 a.m. I'm not going to give away his age, but it's no secret. The first number's an 8. Like, the guy's still going strong. He's unbelievable. It's un- it is unbelievable. I-, I-, I can tell you right now, I will not be doing the Sharks when I have a number <laughs> 8 in front of my... Uh, my age. I, I, I love it, but um, I, I think I, I see something else down the line called retirement and maybe being right in this uh, room looking down on the ocean where I'm speaking to you from right now at that age. But uh, Brian, just, just a remarkable uh, individual and talk about uh, an icon, not only in Edmonton, but in, in all of Canadian sports broadcasting. Unbelievable. Randy Hahn joining us tonight on Inside Sports, telling you about uh, growing up in Edmonton, and then so you moved north. And was it in was it in Whitehorse you first found yourself uh, with a microphone in your face, or, or is that where it all started? Yeah, that's where it all started. And I've, I've often wondered if we hadn't have moved there as a family to pursue my father's uh, future, which uh, ended up becoming a, he ended up becoming a builder of custom homes up there. Would I have even ever had the opportunity? Um, I had my first job getting paid to be on the radio when I was 16 years old while I was still going to high school. And the opportunity in a town like Whitehorse with 18,000 people was there at that age as a kid. And that probably wouldn't have happened in Edmonton. So my path could have been much, much different. But, uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to be on the radio there at a very young age. Um, just through a, a set of circumstances. In fact, the, the first person I ever interviewed uh, ended up being undoubtedly one of, if not the most famous people I've ever interviewed in my entire career. And it just so happened that it was Colonel Harlan Saunders from Kentucky Fried Chicken fame. Oh, my. And that's who I interviewed on a radio station in Whitehorse uh, way back in probably 1970. Two-ish, and uh, you know, I've I've since gone on to interview some pretty famous people like Michael Jordan and uh, you know Muhammad Ali and others. But uh, the Colonel still uh, has pretty pretty famous logo globally. So it was kind of funny that was the first guy I ever got to interview. Well, you know what? That's funny, Randy, because sometimes I'll get asked that. People will say, "Well, who's the biggest name you've interviewed?" And I've I've got to talk to Gretzky and Messier, and obviously McDavid is here now. But when you're in sports. 
you kind of get used to talking to sports people. But I'm not going to give you the whole story here because it'll take a few minutes. But randomly, I got to have Gene Simmons from Kiss on my show a couple of years ago. So when people say, who's the one of the most famous people you interviewed? I always say, well, Gene Simmons from Kiss. Like, he's probably known more widely around the world than a lot of NHL players. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, uh, yeah, so I, I just had that opportunity at a very young age. And I wasn't necessarily doing sports at the beginning. Uh, I was I was a DJ for the CBC station up in Whitehorse, which was uh, not the classic DJ kind of thing. It was, it was, you know, more getting us in and out of network programming and, and doing a bit of actual announcing. And I also worked for a, a private station up there. And, and then one day the Montreal Canadiens had won the Stanley Cup in the 70s that um, season and they came up to Whitehorse to play in a in a charity softball tournament and Bill Good Jr., uh, who is still uh, in Vancouver now, uh, came along with them to cover their visit uh, to Whitehorse for Hockey Night in Canada and they had a crew along with him. And we did a fishing trip, they, they did, they flew them into a lake, the Montreal Canadiens players. Larry Robinson was there and uh, Bunny LaRock and Doug Jarvis and Doug Riseborough and it was that era of the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, my friend's father owned the fly-in uh, fishing company, and he had an extra seat. So I got to go on that trip and cover it for our local CBC radio station, met Bill Good Jr., and then subsequently went on to go to the University of British Columbia, and Bill helped facilitate me getting a job at a radio station in Vancouver. Uh, and then my career kind of took a different direction, and it was much more sports-oriented and eventually much more hockey-oriented. But uh, Bill Good Jr., and then subsequently J. Paul McCall, uh, a quite a prominent broadcaster in Vancouver uh, for a long period of time with the CBC and others uh, were, were very helpful in uh, moving my career along. Okay, well, look, and the reason, great stories. Let's get to, the, to uh, the original idea here. And so you're an Edmontonian, a Canadian, and you wound up working in the United States. How many years now working in the U.S.? And was it a was it a difficult transition for you to be a Canadian in the states, either from a lifestyle or broadcasting perspective? What's that been like? Well, I left CFRN in Edmonton in the fall of 1982. I was offered the play-by-play job of the San Diego Soccers. Uh, at that time, they had an indoor and an outdoor team, and they would go on to become a an indoor soccer uh, powerhouse. I was with them for 10 years, and, and I have nine championship rings, so they dominated that league. But when I left Edmonton in, in 82, I'd been doing the Edmonton Drillers, owned by uh, Peter Pocklington at that time, and uh, got this offer to go to San Diego, and Peter helped me get my immigration paperwork, in fact, right to San Diego. He flew it down there for me uh, on his jet because he happened to be going there and, and presented my documentation and a letter of recommendation, which I'm forever grateful for, even though some people in Edmonton might not be as grateful to Peter Bucklington after the fact, but uh, he was terrific to me. And I moved there in 82 to do the soccer play-by-play and to be a sportscaster, and, and the transition was fairly good because I, I'd done some traveling doing the drillers, so I knew San Diego and I knew, I knew um, the, the soccer league so that part was easy but the two uh the two biggest mistakes uh, i made when i first got to san diego was uh well the one mistake that that comes to mind is there's a town near los angeles that has a, a famous high school football team and it's 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 spelled la and then the second word is c-a-n-a-d-a and there's a little one of those funny squiggly lines over one of the a's 
Well, it's pronounced La Canada. It's a Spanish word, and that's the name of the high school. Uh, and I went on the air and said La Canada. <laughs> and uh, the phones lit up, and it's like, who are you? <laughs> oh, no. It's La Canada, you idiot. It's not La Canada. And I later had, had trouble with another Spanish uh, name sounding uh, city in that area. And this is all within my first month. Uh, it's, a, it's a town called Carpentier, Carpinteria, and I called it Carpinteria, which sounded like a carpet store. So uh, those were the kind of things that kind of got in the way at the beginning. But I, I seem to be able to drop that little bit of a Canadian accent that we all seem to have as Canadians when we go abroad. And uh, if, if someone has a sharp ear, they'll, they'll pick up on it and they'll say, are you from Canada? And I had a little bit of that, but not, it wasn't prominent. And that probably helped me transition into doing broadcasting in, uh, in the U.S. So that was in 82, and then uh, I moved on eventually into the NHL. And I've been with the Sharks, just finished up my uh, 28th year with them doing their television play-by-play. So um, it's, it's been a good run so far and uh, very enjoyable. And, and the great thing about what I do now is I still get to go to Canada for work, of course, uh, covering the, uh, the National Hockey League. Yeah, well, you're guaranteed at least two trips a year to Edmonton, so you get the constant. Uh, you, you've you haven't never you've never been away for too long, but it must still feel like you see a little bit of growth and change every time you come back. Oh, absolutely, and, and you know the city has changed so much from when I was growing up there, and uh, you know especially now with the the uh, the new arena and the ice district and everything that's going on down there. I mean, I'm I'm old enough that. When I was growing up, you would go to downtown Edmonton because that's that's where all the action was. And, you know, the restaurants and the going out at night and the fun things to do, even as a kid, you'd go down to the Edmonton Public Library, and that was a big deal. And, um, and then everything shifted to the mall, and I, I kind of left right around that time. And now, as it's, as it's turned out, the shift is coming back, and everybody's coming back to downtown Edmonton uh, with the arena and the ice district and everything else that's going to be developed down there. So it's been fun to see those transitions. Randy, it's been fun to have you on the show. Uh, I always enjoy talking hockey with you, but uh, this this was really a lot of fun, getting some memories from you growing up here in your career as well. Thank you so much for your time today, and enjoy the summer. Well, my pleasure, Reed, and look forward to seeing you in the fall. Right on. Man, that was great. Randy Hahn from Forest Heights here in Edmonton, now the uh, play, longtime play-by-play voice for the San Jose Sharks, and he told you about some of the journey to get there. That is uh, pretty cool, and a guy who celebrates Canada Day also celebrates the 4th of July. That was great to hear from Randy. Always happy to hear from you. You can text 63630. Our phone number is 780-496-006. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6-3, if you missed the note earlier, the Oilers have signed first-round draft pick Philip Broberg to his entry-level contract. We're back after the break. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen. 
Now 15-10, Hamilton leading Montreal in the CFL tonight. Two and a half minutes left in the first half. We'll keep you updated on that game. It's 6.52. Reed Wilkins inside sports on 6.30. Chad, Kellen Kennedy is the studio operator this evening. Kellen, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, getting some text to 6.30, uh, We had Randy Hahn on the show, the play-by-play voice for the San Jose Sharks. Grew up in Edmonton, moved to Whitehorse, got into broadcasting, was uh, back in uh, in Edmonton. Man, he was doing Edmonton Drillers games for Peter Pocklington and then went on to do games for the San Diego uh team that was in the old NASL and that eventually led to a job with the San Jose Sharks. Really cool guy, some great memories and people are texting in some Oil Kings memories of them of, of their own. Uh, one texter says, I, I believe it was uh, not Randy Rota that played for the Oil Kings but Darcy Rota so, and I, I believe that is correct. I, you know what, Randy Randy Hahn might have got his Rotas mixed up, we'll forgive him for sure. He had some great memories uh, there, absolutely. Uh, you can always text 630, 630. Uh, Jared says, uh, do the Oilers have a chance at Pavel Datsuk? Is he going to be too expensive? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know if the Oilers are going to go down that road at this point. Um, just double-checking his exact age. Born in 78, Pavel Datsuk uh, turns 41 on July 20th. Hmm, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, the Oilers got over $3 million in cap space. How much of that would you want Datsuk to eat up if you brought him in for a year? Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Heck of a player in his prime. Uh, how long has he been in the KHL now? Last three years in the KHL, uh, last full year in the NHL, 15-16 with Detroit, had 49 points in 66 games. Yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting suggestion from uh, Jared. My, my gut would say, oh, and somebody texting in is that he's re-signed in Russia. I'm just double Yeah, he did re-sign with Russia last month. So there you go. So he's staying in the KHL. Thanks for that. Um Yeah, sign a one-year deal. So that's that. He's going to be in Russia. Just looking that up on the fly there. I forgot that he had resigned. Thank you to that texture for getting that in there. Uh, this texture says, Hey, Reed, had a long and busy day. Please recap absolutely everything that happened in the world of sports in 10 seconds. Thanks. <laughs> that, that, that might be beyond me. To do it in 10 seconds. Absolutely everything that happened in the world of sports, uh, I'm not sure I can do that. Uh, well, the Maple Leafs signed CC and Kerfoot to contract extensions. That might be of note to people. Other than that, I'll, I'll leave it to updating some current scores and let yep. you know when the stingers get started and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that texture has a lot of faith in me. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Uh, th- thanks to the thanks to people texting in who say they enjoyed the Randy Hahn interview. I I, I I do appreciate that, and it was good to, to catch up with Randy for sure. Maybe when Randy's uh, maybe we could get him a summer job announcing the slaw once we get going. Yeah, there we go. Come back. Actually, I was going to say uh, this football game is pretty good between Montreal and Hamilton. Very close. Montreal's hanging in there. I don't think Montreal's that bad. I mean, they hung in there against the Eskimos. I know they got beat pretty bad by Hamilton earlier in the year. 
but 15-13. Now, Montreal did jump out to, a, what was it, 10-0, and Hamilton's kind of taken over since then. But Hamilton's clearly the class of the East. Eskimos back at it one week from tonight against the BC Lions. Curtis Lazar, former Oil King, then he was a Senator, then he was a Flame, now he's going to Buffalo. He will tell us about signing there. Tyler Benson as well, Edmonton kid, Oilers prospect. What's ahead for him? And some memories of playing in the Brick Invitational on the next half hour of the show. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.